It starts in the home. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 is our scripture this morning. It starts in the home. Turn to your neighbor and tell him it starts in the home. Come on, it starts in the home. It starts in the home. Hallelujah. There's a real pandemic, amen, that is global pandemic that is going through and sweeping through the globe. And it's not the coronavirus. It's not COVID-19. There's a pandemic and that's suicide. There's a pandemic running through breaking marriages, breaking homes, breaking lives, and it's suicide. There's uh, people that are committing suicide in our neighbors, in our families. You maybe have uh, loved ones commit suicide. And this is a real pandemic. You know, there's a, one of the brothers, he released a track called Pain Will Transfer. And uh, in his uh, uh, video clip, he quotes a line that is even used with preachers. I've even mentioned it from the pulpit. Hurt people hurt people. And in this video clip, a young man filled with pain. In this video clip, a young a teenage boy with brokenness and with rage takes his own life because of what's happening in the house. Because of what's happening in the home. A little mistake that he does, he gets a hiding from his alcoholic drunk dad and he ends his own life. Suicide is the pandemic that is ruining families. The following stats are from the Lifeline. I want to read them to you today. Listen to this. Eight Australians die every single day because of suicide. Remember, every statistic, every number has a life. 75% of those who take their own life, listen to this, are male. Our young men, most of them are committing suicide. Most of these young guys have no purpose. Most of these young guys have no hope. Most of these young guys have no direction. Why is this? It all comes back into the home. It all traces back inside the house. Over 65,000 Australians make a suicide attempt each year. I mean, these are heartbreaking statistics. Again, every number has a life. It's claiming the lives of most Australian young men today. I want to tell you, if you're here this morning, listen. I want to let you know you are loved. I want to let you know you are important. I want to let you know you're not just another number. You're not just another man. You're just not another woman. You are someone that's important to Christ Jesus. He loves you. And I want to say, you're here today. You're in the right place. You're in the potter's house. That you can come in broken, that you can come in empty, you can come in as you are because it's in the potter's house where the father begins to put the pieces back together. There's an artist and, uh, and he makes these wonderful pictures, these paintings, and it's from broken pieces. And he begins to make this artwork and he sells it for millions of dollars because of these broken pieces. And he says it's so beautiful that you can begin to put back these broken pieces. And it seems so beautiful that people want to buy them. That is our lives, that God begins to put back the pieces, that He begins to bring more value into your heart, into your life. That whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, you might be in a broken home. Listen, Christ can put it together and put back value in you, and you can walk with dignity, hallelujah. You can walk with your head high. You can walk now with a step because of Jesus. That when you come before Him, He's able to heal you. Jesus says this because He is the answer. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. 
I will give you rest. Friends, listen, God knows the burden you carry. Listen, God knows the tears that you cry. And he's reaching out to you today. Can I say to every young person, can I say to every old person here today, search no more. Come to Jesus. He's inviting you. Jesus says, come. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. But I know a God who cares. I don't know what you're carrying. I don't know what your family's like. But I do know a God who cares. Come on, somebody. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know that you've been through divorce. I don't know what you've been through. But I know a God who is able to take the broken pieces. I know a God that is able to take the shame and the guilt. I know a God that is able to bring back the pieces and put it together for the glory of God. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. He is the God who cares. And it starts in the home. Jesus says, come. Peter writes and says, cast your cares. There's three C's I want you to see today. Come, cast, care. Come, cast, and care. Number one, come to Jesus. Don't turn to anyone else. Don't run to other things of the world. I used to just run to women. I used to run to the nightclubs. I used to run to the drinks. I used to run to the boys. But I want to tell you, Jesus gives us an invitation. Woo! A personal VIP invitation. You tired? You weary? Whoa, come. Woo! Hey, come on now. Hey, you're broken? You're broken? Come, come. These, these doors are open. Come on. Cast your cares upon him. Come to Jesus. Don't turn to your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Come on, somebody. Hey, don't turn to money or drugs. Come to Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one else, hallelujah, can come to the Father except through me, Jesus says. Come to Jesus. Number one, cast your burdens Cast them, man. I'm telling you, your worries, cast them. Your anxieties, cast them. Your problems, cast them. Come on. You got to be passionate that says, hey, uh, I don't want to carry these anymore. Cast them, man. Have you ever been fishing? Cast the run. <laughs> cast it, man. I'm telling you. We spend most of our time carrying these things, burdened and tired and weary. We got kids on our shoulders. We got bills on our, our shoulders. We got things on our minds that are burying us deep into the ground. <laughs> Can't even get my words out. <laughs> Start speaking in Chinese. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we need to cast our cares upon Jesus. Third C, He cares. Let that sink deep into your spirit today. He cares. When your mom says, I don't care about you, He cares. When your dad neglects you, he cares. When you're broken and you cry, sleep, remember, he cares. Your boys might leave you, remember, he cares. God cares about you and I, and there's hope today. Listen, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he didn't just forgive us our sins, he bore the weight, the burden. The, the things that you carry, the things that you face. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says that God laid the iniquity of us all on Jesus. 
of us all. I mean, think about that. Every single person who's ever sinned, who will ever live, was upon Jesus. All the weight of sin was upon. It was poured out on Jesus on the cross. Every single wrong that you've committed, all the consequences, all of these things, all the guilt, all the shame, all the regret... Uh, was on Christ and it crushed Christ that when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, his sweat became like great drops of blood. He was under so much immense pressure. He was like, God, Father, if there's another way, please let me let this cup pass. But he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He cares for you. He decided, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to endure the cross. I'm going to face this cross. I'm going to carry the weight of the world. This heavy load that you're carrying, listen, you've got to cast them on Jesus because he carried it for you at the cross. And so when Jesus died on the cross, not only was he crushing sin on the cross, he was able to power lift his way out of the grave. He was able to now rise from the dead, crushing the weight of our sin, that you can now surrender your lives to him in faith and not having to bear the weight of sin again. That you can be totally free from the guilt and the shame and everything, all the burdens that you're carrying, you can cast them on God because he carried it for you on the cross. I want to say to every mother and father today, it must begin with you. For us to reduce these statistics, these numbers, to stop the pain transfer, it's got to start in the house. It's got to start with the dad that says, you know what, God, I want to have a relationship with you, Jesus. I can't do it on my own. It starts with every mother today. To say, you know what, God, I need you. I'm going to come to you when I'm weary. I'm going to come to you because everything, it starts in the home. Let Jesus into your heart so he can rule in our homes, in our communities. He can rule in our lives. And that's what brings change in our communities. Just some three points in our scripture today. It says Proverbs 22 verse 6. It starts in the home. Listen, training begins in home. Training begins in home. I want to tell every single parent, listen, you got to be, uh, have this in your heart to train your kids daily. Train them in the Lord. You know what? Train them with the word of God. Teach them why we go to church. Teach them why you give in the offerings. Teach them. Listen, it's the spirit of God that begins to move when you begin to teach. You begin to open up your heart. You open up the word. And then now it becomes more than just Bible knowledge. This is now a spiritual transformation, a spiritual uh, uh, movement that's happening in the house because God's spirit starts to move. When you train your child in the way he should go, scripture says when he is old, he will not depart from it. So how do we do it? We've got to seed them and lead them. We've got to seed them and lead them. Seed them with the word of God. Seed them with his word. Let it be the foundation that when they begin to grow, this plant begins to now flow. That when you begin to seed them, now you've got to water it. You've got to nurture it. You've got to take care of the seed. You've got to take uh, care of this young baby so that when he grows up, that he will be able to withstand the storms because of what you've said in your house. And not only do you see them, you got to lead them. How do you lead them? You lead them by an example. Be the example. Be a a godly mother. Be a godly father that begins to model uh, Christianity. I mean, uh, so many of us, let's be real, we've grown up in homes where we didn't see it modeled. Can we be real? I mean, we, we just didn't see it modeled. I mean, I love my dad. I love my mom. But you know what? We just didn't see it modeled. They go to church on Sunday, and then all of a sudden, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What's the use? 
And yet our kids now trying to figure out all these things. They go to school, they see kids with TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. And it's like, and so they're getting all this information. Mom and dad not even teaching these kids. Train up a child in the way he should go. But when he is old, he will not depart. We're living in unprecedented times, church. This is a time where, you know what, a lot of people are selfish and self-serving. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3. But know this, that in the last days, everyone say last days. Perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good. Secondly, I want to talk about developing obedience. This is part of training your child. You've got to develop obedience. It's important to develop obedience in your children. Can you say amen today? I mean, how many of our children, you know what, how can we expect our children to listen to their teachers when they can't even listen to you? Woo, preach it, pastor. Come on. <laughs> I mean, how can they listen to the police when they can't even listen to you? Obedience. We got to develop obedience. It starts in the home, dad. It starts in the home, mom. It starts in your house. Authority, listen, today has got to be established. Listen, if they're going to be obedient, don't count to three. One, oh, I'm going to count to two. <laughs> Don't make me count to three. I'm going to get to three and I'm going to start again. What? I mean, Nana, you know what? Listen today. You know what? Delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah. You got to establish authority in the house and say, you know what? No, when I say something, you got to listen. Yeah. And we got to begin to give them this, this development to say, you know what? Hey, disobedience, listen, because at the end of the day, we want them to be obedient to God. We want them to be obedient to His Word. And we're training our kids. We're developing our kids by His Word. And we're training them to say, listen, one day you're going to stand before God. And it depends on your disobedience or your obedience. And we're teaching our kids this and it starts in the home. Train up a child in the way he should go. The message translation says, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. A child has got to master his or her own will. And it's done, listen very carefully, by voluntarily mom and dad showing it, modeling it, teaching them, being involved, actively involved every single day, actively teaching them. Wake up in the morning, come on, let's get up, let's pray, have a shower, brush your teeth. You know what? Obedience. We don't let... Our child decide what they're going to eat, when they're going to go to bed, what they can watch. No, excuse me, when you're in our house, hey, when you're in our house, mom and dad have the authority. I'm telling you, if you're in the house, if you belong in a house, you got to respect your mom and dad. you got to honor your mom and dad. Psalms 119, listen, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Listen, we got to teach our kids because that is the light that is going to able uh, enable our kids to walk uh, righteously because His Word is the lamp to our feet that can lead us, that can begin to direct us. And when we begin to do this, listen, the result is this. Good habits can be formed in your children. You know what? You begin to strengthen your child's control over his will because he's understanding now. You know what? Yep, obedience. Isaiah 7 verse 15 says that he may know to refuse evil and choose good. You know, many men today are just way too emotional. I read a, an article. <laughs> a, 
and they, um, you know, this guy, he was playing these championship video games, and he lost. And he left the, the championship, came back, and he, he, he shoot, started to shoot people. All because, you know what, he, he, he lost. There's, there's kids who can't be told no. You know what, they, they were able to say, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever I want. But when you say no, they start throwing tantrums and everything because they can't understand authority. And so it starts in the home. Submitting to a higher authority teaches a child to one day submit to the highest authority, and that is to God. Thirdly, I want to close with this, and that's the goal. Because the work of any parent is to train the child, to teach the child to choose right from wrong. That is the goal. That is the responsibility that they can now be able to choose right from wrong. In our text, it says that when they are old... They will not depart from it. It's showing, you know what, they're now independent. That when they've moved out of your house, they can now make right choices, godly decisions. That is the true success for every family, every home, every mom and dad to say, you know what, we want our child to grow up to make their own decisions. That now, you know what, they can't be, you know what, that mom and dad doesn't have to tell them these things because they've developed something within them that says, yep, I can choose now right from wrong. They make their own decisions because of what you've done, how you've taught them to make godly decisions, to choose God's way, train up a child in the way he should go, seed them and lead them. Because you know what? The struggle for good and evil is so real for all of us and for our children. It starts in the home. Early training starts with you. That when they do grow up and they move out of home, listen to this, that they can find, you know what, recovery for themselves. You know what, it might not be perfect in your home. It might not be, you know, a picture perfect. You might not get it all together. They might run off and go off the rails. But listen, because of what you've trained and how you've done it, listen, they have the ability to now choose to recover and come back. Because they know the home. Because they know that this is a refuge. Because they know mom and dad was right after all these years. When he is old, when he is independent, when he is responsible, he will not depart from it. Referring to, you know what, yes, he might fall back, he might sin, but you know what, there's this realization, just like the prodigal son, just like the prodigal son remembered, man, there's my father's house. If I could just be a hired servant, if I could just go back to the father's house, that right there is a realization. If the prodigal son can do it because of the fact that his father was training and teaching prodigal son had a clear biblical reference point there was a foundation and so our children listen godly parents today must have a clear clear knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus and this is so important because you know what your son could be the best famous soccer player who knows but fail in marriage you know your daughter could be an academic awesome in everything but turn out to be an alcoholic your kids could grow up, become world famous, but when all is said and done, spend eternity in hell. It starts in the home, training them that the miracle to save our kids and save the next generation from uh, this world and also for eternity. It starts with you, mom and dad. It starts in the home. Seed them, lead them. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed today. Simple message this morning. God, help us as parents, Lord. Help us as moms and dads. Help us, Lord God. We need your guidance to train up our children. We need your spirit, God. You know, there's so many things that uh, God impressed on my heart to, uh, to preach and you know, I'll preach on in the future. You know, talk about disciplining your children.
there's so many angles to when it comes to parenting, but today I just felt just a different approach today. With what's happening in our culture this time, with suicide and everything, just reminded me, God was just saying, you know, it starts in, it starts in the home, it starts in the home. That a relationship with Jesus Christ, that people come in and get saved, it starts in the home, it starts in the home. It starts in the home. I want to give an invitation today. Just like we do every single service, just like we do every single time because God knows people's hearts. And I want to ask the question today, are you right with God? If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. Where will you spend eternity, my friend? If you were to die, where would you spend eternity? Heaven or hell? 